And so, like Eric Bischoff's theme music when he went to the Fed in the early 2000s, we're back, mm. and we're better than ever. Got a knack for making things better. Face facts, because your opinion don't matter, but our opinions matter about this show that we're watching, and oh, it's a doozy that really answers the question. What are we even doing? I'm genuinely impressed by the intro. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that was good. I, I take great pride in, in putting together the intros, even though I think I've only done like three of them. I think there's several episodes where I don't actually do one, but that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, the that song, too. Just Real good. It is, but it's also just grating. He's also, that guy's voice. He's also oh, a maniac yeah. that will step on whoever, but that doesn't <clears throat> fit here. <laughs> Man, I'm going to add that to a playlist on Spotify. That's right, folks. We are back. Uh, I am your host, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, joined, as always, by... Damien Deschain, otherwise known as Brayden. And our first ever, I think, no, yeah, uh, no. second ever repeat guest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Meg. The Megalodon. Hello. <clears throat> and on today's main event, we will be discussing, this was my pick, uh, but because of the show at hand... Absolutely had to bring back Meg for this. We had to bring in a ringer, really, because if there's anyone who loves the trash fire that is late WCW more than me... It's me! It sure is. Uh, Today's main event, guys, is Greed, the last WCW pay-per-view. And you know what? I'm going to save a lot of my opinions on WCW as a whole until we get there. Yeah. But, as is tradition... Let us ring that opening bell. Yeah, that's real good. I'm pretty impressed that we get that, like, in sync. Mm-hmm. Almost and, we, as... and we did it for every episode. In the in the first episode, it was completely improv. Yeah, and this then it is, became yeah. a thing. Yeah. But we've always had it in sync. Even yeah. with the guests. The, there's, the, as soon as, like, uh, the show... Or, I'm sorry, it's the show. As soon as we miss time the opening bell we're just going to cut to the audio of the crowd when taker streak ended <laughs> just that collective gasp from i'll just the... start a you fucked up chant in the kitchen <laughs> um let us get to the undercard because i know that when as is tradition when we get to the main event lot to unpack there are boxes so much a there. U-Haul of opinions. <laughs> a little lugger right behind that U-Haul. What? That was the uh, Simpsons off-brand joke of U-Haul. Mm, little okay. lugger. Uh, let's get to the undercard. Braden, what wrestling have you seen recently? So, I've actually been diving down. I've, I've continued, actually, because I... <laughs> we're going to open the curtain. You're sick. I'm Go o- on. We're, uh, we're opening the curtain. Okay. okay? In the episode that we're going to record after this, that comes out before this, I've already told you what I've been watching. I'm continuing down this rabbit hole of watching your old matches. Oh, no. So, you versus Chester Jinx. Do you oh, remember wow. any of this? I remember Chester Jinx. I didn't know that there was footage of any match I had with him. Yeah, it was... I don't remember even what... Um, but I just... A few notes from this match. First of all, you getting in the ropes and saying, Back him up to the ref. Uh-huh. Young, angry Tom is my favorite. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love it. Um, I kind of want to watch this now. I didn't... I, I had... Okay, so, like... Not to, like, 
side tangent, he was in the group of guys that were already on shows when I first started training. Mm-hmm. So he was, I guess, a vet? Not really. Um, and then, like, very quickly got leapfrogged by, like, me and everybody else, figuratively and literally, um, that started training after that. Good dude. Uh, re- really nice guy, but so is my neighbor. And he doesn't have a great grasp on wrestling psychology either. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I... I no, I had a couple of matches with him. I didn't know any of them had been filmed. Mm-hmm. Was it bad? I it was fine. You I'll did take an that. apron DDT. Why? I can't tell you. Why I, you took an apron DDT is what I'll say. Oh, I all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> also, you did a big boot before the before big it was boot. the finish. Yes, yeah, it was a good one still. Hmm. Um, I also watched. Finally, watched your match with Quinn. From uh, uh, Rocket Pro. Oh, yeah. Quinn uh, Widak? Yeah. yeah. I think that's his last name. That match ruled. <laughs> I've only ever seen the finish, and I've seen the whole thing now. Uh, I have uh, actually I... rewatched that one. It is available on the YouTube, guys, if you're listening to this. Um, I thought that match was solid, but I thought that finish was just fantastic. Oh, yeah. So. Also, final thing I want to talk about with uh, diving down the Christian Rose Wrestling search on YouTube rabbit hole. Mm. Do you like your skull? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. It's the only one I have. So Because I watched a pair of matches. Where is this something that's going to get referenced on the next episode that we record that comes out before this one? No. Because this is a time loop that's not going to help my skull. You took several, well, only two that I've seen. Unprotected chair shots. Mm-hmm. One was in uh, the cage match with uh, Hades. Uh huh. JC Castilli domed you while you had the no leaf clover on him. Mm hmm. And then the other one was against Ali. Um, yeah. Do you, are you. Just. Do you like your skull? Like, that's basically what I'm trying to get. I mean, I like it more now. That's good. What if you liked it back then, too? You probably wouldn't have done either of those things. Uh. <laughs> This is, it's such a weird thing because, like, honestly, the thing about unprotected chair shots has become a thing, like, very quickly in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So those matches are probably from, like, 2012, 2013, somewhere in that era. And even then, it had already, like, become kind of a, I don't want to say taboo, but kind of a a frowned upon thing. Yeah. Specifically for the Fed. But I, I don't think that that had, like, seeped its way into the indies yet. Like, guys were still doing unprotected chair shots at that time. And it probably, to me, wasn't until, like, another two years after where it became, like, everybody on every level was like, stop. (laughs) You know? uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, we could have an entire side tangent about chair shots. Maybe we will. I don't don't care. Maybe we save that for the next one. Or the one after. Um, I have a theory. You Mm. don't like your skull, and you put your head through that tile table on purpose. Oh, that incident, yeah. I did actually, the last thought I, guys, this is a lot of stuff that if you don't, if you're not familiar with me or whatever, that like you're probably very confused by. We'll tell the table story at some other point, but I will say here, and I will say it again when we tell the tale, the last thought that I had before that incident was, I'm going to make this look good. Mm, I'm sure it did. Sure did. Got that cool scar to prove for it. Um, That's all the wrestling I've been watching lately. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, 
Meggles, have you watched anything recently? Um, I, I mean, to tell you what day of the week it is, we just finished AEW, but nothing really stood out to me, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, I am going to put over a few weeks ago, I guess it was a few weeks ago, right after Pat Patterson passed away, mm-hmm. on the Fed, they did like, oh, here, here's a collection of Pat Patterson's best matches, and somehow it bled into, I think, Patterson and Slaughter in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. It's not the match, it was just a match. That was pretty good. And the next one that came after it was Stan Hansen and Bob Backlund. So I was like, I'll watch that. It's Stan Hansen versus Bob Backlund in a cage, April 6th, 1981 in Madison Square Garden. One, it's on YouTube in a chunk. It's also on the network. It's in its entirety. Um, I'll watch anything Stan's in. I think Bob Backlund is out of his mind. And it's in a cage. Then, now, forever. forever. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure they both bump the ref. And I watched this with you. You yeah, did. I think you're right. Yeah. And it's just enjoyable. Um, all the matches that are in that little collection are good. These little, like, from the vaults or whatever they call them, WWF classics. But I enjoy it because 80s wrestling crowds, especially at the Garden, are stoked for fucking anything. You could have been like, here's, here's Sergeant Slaughter versus a paper bag. And they'd be like, bag! <laughs> like they are for it and so it was fun to watch a crowd that wasn't jaded <laughs> so uh virtual... you know what's a you know what's a good uh treasure trove for those <coughs> old smoky mountain you have that collection that was I, pretty decent I, yeah it's it's awesome the, the crowd is by and large there's a lot of grannies in the crowds that, at a lot of the old smoky mountain shows front row just angry old women just <laughs> screaming at those bad guys fawning over the good guys a lot of uh, old women, a lot of kids, and a lot of guys who, by God, it's real. And it's like, man, like, I'm not trying to, like, pick on them, but, like, that, those crowds are, are into anything that is put in front of them. Look, to be fair, Rough Crossing's kid is going to be wrestling one day, and I'm going to be there in my old lady sweater sitting there with my purse and being like, I remember when your dad wrestled, and then just booing the heels. I aspire to be one of those little old ladies in the front row wrestling, I can't, but not the old lady from Mid-South, because I've heard she is a bitch. I can't wait to be sitting alongside of you when Rough Crossing Jr. is in the ring, and I can just yell, you're a punk, and your dad was a punk, too. Uh, it must be a thing with old ladies, because... The one and only show that my grandma has gone to so far, she was immediately yelling at the bad guys and cheering the good guys. Uh, oh man, to, to bleed so, several things we've discussed together into one thing. Uh, when I was just a few months in uh, to my illustrious career, I did convince my grandparents and uh, one of my uncles to come to a show that I was on. Um, it was at a bar. The show was, the ring and everything was outside. It was in the summer, so it was, you know, 800 degrees in the shade. And uh, my grandparents and my uncle were very much in the whole, like, yeah, you know, this is fun, you know, whatever, but it's fake. (laughs) And I took an unprotected chair shot. (laughs) And and my, I'm not condoning this, by the way. Anyone who's listening to this, don't do what... Donnie don't does like another Simpsons joke you wouldn't get. Um, wow. but, uh, old boy hit me with that chair and my, my grandmother who is sitting in the crowd of, I don't know, 18, uh, went from LOL. This is fun. Fake fighting to, 
I'm going to get in that ring and kill that son of a bitch. He hit my grandson with that chair and fuck you and blah. And I was yeah. like, afterwards had to be like, I'm fine. And then, and then they were like, well, how, how did you do it? And I was like, what do you mean? It, you know, like then once they were like, oh, you're okay. How'd you do it? And I was like, that, I don't, I don't understand the question. They're like, well, what's the chair made of? And I'm like, it's a goddamn metal chair. It's, it came out of the same pile of chairs that you guys were sitting in. Like, there's no it, such thing as a fake chair. In theory, if you can sit on it, it's a real chair, regardless of what yeah. it's made of. Did you take that unprotected chair shot because you had family in the crowd? Or No. Okay. So you were just reckless. <laughs> I was, remember that skull question you yeah, had? Yeah, yeah. I was like 21, I don't know. Um, Young well, and I'm young. 20 and I won't do that. Well, you're yes. smarter than I was, alright? Is that what you <laughs> want to hear? Happy with yourself? Alright. Should we get to the main event? I believe so. Because this yeah, is... Did you answer the undercard question, or did I just... Oh, I haven't watched a damn thing. Uh, oh, okay. We just finished AEW. I watched in its entirety Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Wild stuff. Very much enjoyed it. Love AEW. Uh, I made this reference slash joke on our Forgotten Lost episode that the computer ate with Matt Cage. But I will say this. The people who don't like AEW, if you don't like it, that's fine. If you don't like it because they do a lot of jokey, funny stuff, there was an episode of Raw hosted by the fucking Muppets, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. The way I can just hit him with a burnerism, as I'll call burnism, it, because we need to mention Burna. Yeah, that's true. Got to keep the continuity yeah. going. But uh, if you don't like AEW because they do jokey stuff, grow up. Yeah, exactly. Who's doing it? Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, today's program is based around WCW Greed from, this would have been March? March 18th, 2001. Tony Schiavone quotes it as, Welcome to the very first Greed pay-per-view. A statement that doesn't work. Because it's, I mean, it is the first. It's also the last. That is correct. Um, So, I I do have a small thing here. If you go back, the last string of, like, WCW pay-per-views, they had had one called Sin. And then this is called Greed. And there was this rumor going around that they were going to have pay-per-views named after the Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. Which is interesting, but I don't fully... You know what? It was 2001. It was a different time. I don't know if WCW colon lust would have been <laughs> something that I would have WCW sloth built, brought to you by Slim Jims. Sign me up. There's a nap competition. <laughs> uh, just... How fitting, though, of a pay-per-view name, because I became very greedy for the time that I'd taken to watch oh, this pay-per-view after it was done. Two big hit. hours and 52 minutes. If you would have told me that before, if you would have told me that, and I'd never seen the runtime after I'd done, I had finished watching the show, I would have told you, you were lying. That show was at least three times that long. It, this was my Correct. pick, and I, I think I broke my viewing of it up into three separate instances. Also, to push the curtain back further, we actually had to delay this recording because I didn't watch either of the shows that we're covering. Uh, I am mad at this pay-per-view for being this long because all of, air quotes, you can't see them, good stuff happens in the last two matches. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll figure we'll, it out. We'll talk about uh, it later. Also, just to like put some reference in this for... Because I know that we touched about this on the uh, our invasion episode available in the archives. Um, 
so a you, paywall. you weren't that big into WCW. You didn't, honestly, I don't think you got big into WCW until last long, year. Yeah, exactly. Like an last old, you, year. Now it's that thing where you do for WCW what I do for like monster movies from the 80s where it's, you know, Pig Bear or something. And it's like, I know this is bad, but I'm going to watch it. Correct. And so the one thing I can say about WCW when it is quote-unquote good is the people who are in it are putting their all into what they are doing good bad or otherwise Mm -hmm. so when you watch a cruiserweight match and they're killing themselves and they're doing cool shit they are putting their all into it uh there is a match later and we'll touch on it um rick steiner versus booker t booker t is putting everything he has into that match like it's the most most important match he's having that night Rick Steiner can't be bothered. Um, so when people show up, the stuff comes across well. It's when people show up or don't show up that it comes across poorly. And I find that that happens from like, oh, what, 90s? Whenever the NWO hits on. So 96? 96 would have been the start of the NWO. It peaked in 97. It was falling down in 98. And then after that, it's And just... then everything just tumbles, so... I'll say this, uh, and I don't care if this is a controversial opinion or not. I fucking hate WCW. Uh, I think that the... It's not for everybody. I think that the stuff that was good was few and far between, and the stuff that was bad was a near constant. And if you rank the good stuff on a scale of 1 to 10, like, you know, 10 being so good, right? And then bad being 10 is so bad. There's way... There, there might be 80 good sevens but there's 450,000 bad tens like it it's crazy to me that whenever people like reminisce about it i'm like yeah there is good stuff in there don't get me wrong like it's few and far between it's here and there blah 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 but i'm like did you watch the entire shows like (laughs) i was at like my most fanatic fanism wait what am i trying to say (laughs) fandom i would record raw on these things called vhs tapes and what what is that it was like a machine that you put into a machine that had film in it um (laughs) so i would record raw while i was at like my job or whatever because i started having jobs when i was 16 uh, I would record Monday Night Raw and then come home and they would replay Nitro. I was This was also another thing where I was like, the hubris of this place. So Nitro was three hours long, which at the time everyone was like, a three-hour show on a Monday night. And now everyone's like... I would record Raw, get home, watch the replay of Nitro, and then watch my recording of Monday Night Raw. So I would get home from work on a Monday night and be up until... Four, five o'clock in the damn morning. Dear God. Watching wrestling sometimes and then go to school the next day. Because that was how into it I was. Bless. Like, and I didn't want anybody at school to talk to me about it until I had seen it. So I had to watch it Monday night. Okay. Because then spoilers would happen in real life, actual physical interaction back then. There was, what, what is physical interaction? So you used to be able to go outside and do things. Okay. And there, there would, uh people there okay, bigger wait, than on. groups of 10 you're you're lying though right no i i used to sit on a thing called a bus and <laughs> there were people on it 
and it would move you to uh, places where there were other people. Now, I've seen a bus before. That's pretty closed in, and there's more than 10 seats. That is correct. So there had to be, like, empty empty seats all the time, right? Only if you were lucky. Correct. Yeah, these were the days. Wow. Wow. Like Uh, like sand through the hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also think, though, that, like, going back to my point about, like, you not being a fan of WCW, it's important to note that ECW had just folded, like, a few weeks prior to this. Mm. Their last pay-per-view would have been in February of 01. And then they're done. (laughs) And, like, days later, Paul Heyman is on Raw. So... E-dangerously. Things are already, like, in the industry, like different and and to be fair the speed on this too so this pay-per-view happens on 31801 uh by eight to 15 days later vince has bought the company and that was another like that was a i i remember that specifically so like people knew that wcw was for sale we didn't like, at, from the fans' perspective, you didn't really understand, like, well, what, you know, if you're buying the company, like, what are you buying? Like, you know, whatever. Nobody knew who, who was going to buy it, what was going to happen, or if it would even change anything. Yeah. Because you have so many, like, you know, obviously TNT is involved, Time Warner is involved. So this may have just been a thing where we as fans, and for that matter, them as employees, yeah, sure, it's owned by a different, you know, massive corporation and nothing changes. I remember getting home and getting online and checking out WWF.com, waiting several minutes for it to load up because, you know, 56K modems and all that other shit. Dear God. And the first thing that came up was the WCW logo. And I was, like, confused. I legit thought that I somehow, for the first time ever in my life, go to the WCW website. (laughs) And no, it just said WWF purchases WCW. And I was, like, shocked. I was like, this can't be real. It just, you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't wrap your head around it. Swerve. It's fucking real. And, to put it even into more further, like, what a crazy time period this was. This is only, like, a week or two weeks. Maybe even the same week of Mania 17. Okay. Like, they announced Vince... No, I'm sorry. It would have been two weeks. Yes. Something like that. They announced them buying it. And then, I think the week after that is the last Nitro... With the simulcast where Shane McMahon is like, you know, I buy, I own WCW or whatever. The name on the contract is McMahon, but it's Shane McMahon. And Vince does his whole like, whoa, and grabs his ear thing. Um, grabs his ear thing. Yeah. It's this really weird, like, ha, 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 ha. He's like grabbing his ear and laughing hysterically because he's lost his fucking oh, mind. Oh, okay. Uh, well, no, he did that no it's not that. The laughing and grabbing his ear thing is when Flair is like, I'm your new best friend. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's a different thing. Uh, To be fair, or to go back on these dates. To be fair. What's up, Jason Klein? You're not going to listen to Yeah, shout out to Jason Klein. You Um, can't bust me for screwing up the spot now. (laughs) So this pay-per-view happens on 318.01. WrestleMania 17 happens on 401.01. So, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're in the buildup for the biggest pay per view of all time, arguably the best pay per view of all time, mm. and you buy your competition. It's insane. Uh, also, your other distant third competition has folded like so, a month prior. You lose your distant competition. You purchase your biggest competition. Mm-hmm. You have Mania Seventeen. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is like after that, ever since then, it's been slightly downhill, and then only recently is absolutely. T- Tanked for WWE as far as like I cannot disagree with what you just said. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, 
So let's get into this actual show. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we talked about the Welcome to the contest. history of wrestling in 2001. Uh, so this opening match between Kiwi and Jason Jett. Also, it's it's worth noting that we are in front of, I believe, less than 5,100 fans. It's a very strategically sat crowd, and if you told me that a thousand of those people in that arena were wrestling fans and the rest of them wandered in there by mistake, I'd believe you. WCW was notorious for giving out massive amounts of comp tickets. Really? Yeah. Like, if you were in a town where WCW was running a show and you wanted to go and you had no money, you could go. That easy. Um... So, yeah, 5,100 people, too. Like, oof. It ain't good. Um, that being said, if I had a show in front of 5,100 people... I mean, yeah, for sure, but you, you're not owned technically yeah. by a fucking billionaire. Yeah, It's an oof for them, but uh, holy shit, I'm going to shit my pants for me. Correct. Sure. Uh, so, Kiwi versus Jason Jett. Uh, Jason Jett, otherwise known as Easy Money, a guy who was notorious for, as a gear maker for taking people's money and then not giving them their gear. Fuck Easy Money. Speaking of gear, it's real his, bad. His gear is world hunger. <laughs> like it is. Go on. <laughs> it is awful. Uh, it looks like it should be. It looks like it should be on a woman, a third of his size. And much hotter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It it's. Um, I do think though that like it's out there. yeah, <laughs> it's a long day. Yeah, let it go. Uh, we both took a drink at the same time. Which delicious. Is... Uh, I just sat here. I think that it is interesting though that like to me, okay. Watching it this time around, I had to watch it from the point of view of let's say that you are Kiwi. Let's say that you are Jason Jet. You got this opportunity. You're in the opener on the pay per view. They give you a lot of time. I sw- this match feels like it's forty fucking minutes. Yeah, it's fourteen minutes with entrances. I timed some of these, by the way, guys, because at one point I was like, "We have been here for a calendar year." Fourteen minutes with entrances, and it feels like an eternity. To I, I don't know if that was your take on no, it. No, that, that like, was my take too. It, they they do everything. Yeah, I w- I said my ultimate take on this match is like it was pretty good. I would have liked it to be. Shorter and faster paced. I agree. It's also weirdly structured. I feel like they do a lot of stuff, go towards a finish, pull out of where the ending should be, go do more stuff outside, and then come back and have a very awkward finish. Um, It's oddly structured. It's a little too long. It's pretty choppy. But he beals uh, uh, Jason Jett out of the ring by his hair. Oh, yeah, there's some crazy bumps in this. Uh, Jason Jett also, I think, gets launched over the post at some point and just... Yes. Mm-hmm. Into some chairs? The cor- I think it's the corner of the guardrail or something. Like, it- it's terrifying. There was a kid holding a Goldberg sign upside down, and I thought that was quite funny. Bird gold! Uh, <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I-, I don't know. Like, my-, my take on it is just that those guys were doing everything and they were trying so hard. Yeah. But there was no purpose in it either. That's a note I have, too. They have done so much with no purpose. Well, no. None of it. There's that terrifying top rope powerbomb no Rana spot. That looked... Frightening. I literally put, dear God, that Rana looked fucking terrifying. So, like, Easy Money had done that before in ECW, but he had done it with, like, Kid Cash or somebody that was probably, you know... Smaller. 40 pounds less or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, Anyways, um... 
moving on. Next match is Cruiserweight Tag Team Championships of the World. I don't know who the other announcer was, but he said, those belts are gorgeous. Incorrect. <laughs> Not a fan. Maybe Scott I, Hudson. I thought it was awful. I I, I, I just, I, I, honestly, I didn't even notice the actual belts this time around watching this. They're slightly too big for cruiserweights. You would think you would make them smaller. No, they put um, Kid Romeo and... Helix. Thank you. Helix Skipper put them on later, and it's like little kids putting on replicas. Like, they're slightly uh, too big. It's not even that. It's not even the size for me. It's just the design. I think it's awful. They so, weren't necessarily good with good belts. The U.S. title is dog ugly, too, so... Their cruiserweight belt was... Yeah. Top. So, like, we talked about this when we were watching this one, though. Uh, why do this? And it's like, well, they had so many cruiserweights that they had signed, and they only... Because nobody there could actually book a compelling story that wasn't about a championship, especially for the cruiserweights, they kind of had to do this. Like, at the time, I was a fan because I was a huge mark for just moves with a Z. So this whole tournament, I was like, hell yeah, brother. Like, It's funny to watch this through the lens of this is their last pay-per-view and they're crowning their first ever cruiserweight tag team. But not their last. That's right. Kidman and Ray win them. What? You've got, you've got a the, Nitro, a Thunder, and another Nitro before they're bought out. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The thing that bothers me with these belts, and I find it, is running a parallel with the women's tag belts. So you say you have all these cruiserweights that need something to do. Mm-hmm. So you're just ramshackling tag teams together. You don't have... Because, I mean, the only cruiserweight tag team that you're really looking at here was probably, what, the Young Dragons, if they were still around. Three counts broken up. You've stuck... Kid Romeo and Elix Skipper together. AJ Styles is doing something occasionally. And AJ the Styles animals. and Paris. Okay, cool. But <laughs> you've got it with the girls now where it's like, hey, we had these tag teams. We broke them up. What's Natty and somebody doing? Well, no, I agree. Because I think there's a big difference between actually forming a tag team and, like you said, just ramshackling two people together. And I feel like it's a a cheap cop-out to be like, well, we don't know what to do with these 35 people in the specific division that we have signed. I know. Well, you're not wrong. Like like I said, it's because they couldn't book a story for these people that didn't involve a championship. But, so you're going to get two new belts and book less storylines because you still can't figure out what to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I see what we're in part of their problem line with their business module. I like that you're judging something that died like 10 days <laughs> It just it just annoys me. And thing that doesn't annoy me, Billy Kidman's shooter to the outside is the cleanest shooter he's ever hit in his entire life. I actually thought this match was good. I did too. There was a part there was a hold on, let me just There was a point in yes. this match where uh they kinda lost me because the amount of who the fuck is legal was at a A fever uh, pitch. Yeah. yeah. Because they eventually say, Kid Romeo is the legal man. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so then why did um, why did Romeo have to save the pin when primetime was being pinned? Because I made sure. There was no tag. And why did Billy Kidman have to break up the pin when primetime was pinning someone? You here, sitting here now, 20 years later, are a better referee than whoever the fuck was in the ring for this match. <laughs> like. Thank you. It is, but like. That's a lot of how these matches were back then because nobody gave a shit about the rules of these matches. 
And it's not, honestly, it's not even just tag matches. There's so much shit in, like, singles matches that people just didn't, it was like you would have rules as a, as a, uh, 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 escape plan Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, well, we need a finish, but nobody can lose. Duh, this time they get DQ'd. I'm pretty sure in the opener, Kiwi low blows Jason Jett. Right in front of him. Because I think that's Nick Patrick. low blows on this show. I think that's, I think that opener is in front of Nick Patrick and he's, Arguably the worst ref that's ever breathed a fucking breath. Yeah. That rhymes. Worse than Earl Hebner? Earl Hebner Correct. went over on Dick Patrick in that mm. barn burner. Yeah, last yeah. Where, where were that, you? But I refuse to believe. Understood. Hold the fort down for a second, you two. I'll be right back. But other than, um, other than the who the hell is legal and the, um, oh, okay. <laughs> other than that and, um, Ray's pants and his lack of mask. I, I did enjoy this mask. I enjoyed his enjoyed mask, mask, not mask. Um, I also had the description of these matches are both so fast and too long. So we cram yeah. everything into these possible. Um, also, there's not enough Elix Skipper um, available to watch to me because I really, really enjoy Elix Skipper. He can do some amazing stuff. I feel like this show had the same amount of matches as the Invasion pay-per-view, but, like, went four times longer. <laughs> and- it's okay, guys, I'm back. Um, mm. I concur with the Elix Skipper thing. Also, just want to throw this out there. Elix Skipper, one of the trainers for uh, Matt Cage. Ah. Trained under Elix Skipper and Mr. Hughes. <laughs> Return from hell. Run if you can, run if you can. So, wow. so going back to your point really quick about Invasion feeling Millennium. quick, even though it was long, and this feeling long, even though it was decently long, um, the crowd makes a huge difference, and everybody's effort makes a huge difference, because we're going to get to Booker T and Rick Steiner, and then I think the match after the Cruiserweights, and some of these people could barely show up for their match. Like, there's... You couldn't have paid them money to care. I did like the finish of this match being Kid Romeo catching Ray on the moonsault into a, what I would call, very safe version of an Emerald Flosion. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Um... But, yeah. I did... There was some nifty shit, as I put in my notes... Uh, there was uh, also based on what I just referenced. I just now had a memory of something. Uh, passionate wrestling fans will hate me for this, but I actually used to do the Emerald Flotion. Mm. Uh, anyways, now that I, no, we're moving on from that. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, I definitely did do that move. Um, uh, let's see. My next note here just says, "Oh, good Bagwell." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a cameraman. There's a weird, oh, yeah, okay. weird segment with uh, Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Animal. They set up a whodunit, and I wrote, literally, this segment feels so 2009 TNA. Yeah. This, it's so, and it's not just because Jeff Jarrett's in the fucking segment. Right. And Ric Flair, for that matter. But Did you know that just, Jeff Jarrett is one of the, and I'm dead serious when I say this, he's one of the most decorated world champions of all time? Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> We'll it, get to it's, it later it's on my feelings on Jeff Jarrett. Haunting. Uh, There's too much cameraman follow me segments in this show. I feel like there's several, and they're trying to 
establish this magnificent seven thing that I don't care what the payoff for it was. Yeah. But I don't. It, it, there wasn't one. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to these segments that propels the show forward, and there seem to be nineteen of them. Also, I assume Buff Bagwell in real life is insufferable. Wow, his face is on a credit card. Um, this is a deep pull that we will not explain on here. The uh, closest thing to a payoff that Magnificent Seven has is that I would pay to get them off my screen. Mm. Very good. Folks, uh, <laughs> so my, okay, Magnificent Seven side tangent. Uh, when I was a kid, me and my friends only ever pooled our money to rent two WCW pay-per-views. And then we stopped because we were convinced that we were cursed. So the first one was Fall Brawl from the Year of Our Lord 2000, wherein during a match, the right side of Paul Orndorff's body stopped being alive, and he collapses, and the filthy animals and natural-born thrillers wrestle around him, and then they stop the match and take him off to a hospital. He had had a severe neck injury that he did not have treated, and literally mid-match, I can't describe it to you any better, uh, the right side of his body just shuts down. It, it, it Like, if you look at it, too, he, he looks physically like two different people stitched together in the middle. And so we're watching this pay-per-view, and, like, this happens. So we're like, oh, shit. And then, like, the main event is bad. It's like Steiner and Goldberg. So the... Okay, so we're like, oh, wow, that, you know, woof, wild night, you know, whatever. A few months go by, me and my friends decide we're going to pool our money and get another WCW pay-per-view. And it was just before this one, and it was the show where Sid Vicious's leg decided it needed more corners. <laughs> which was, that was also the funniest way I've ever heard anyone put that. Which was also the debut of Road Warrior Animal as the mysterious mass man who completed the Magnificent Seven. And the show ends with Sid Vicious and his new rhombus of a leg being stomped out. That I can't they committed to that. They Meg's look of shock and horror right now. He stays in that fucking ring. Because his leg is at a 70 degree angle from his Twice. shin. Like, it's 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 beyond horrific. They stay, he stays in the ring so they can debut Road Warrior Animal and him and Steiner and somebody else stomp out Sid Vicious with his fucking shattered limb just flopping in that boot. God damn it. And this guy's judging me for chair shots. Like, <laughs> hey, man. So anyways, after that, me and my friends were like, we can't buy WCW pay-per-views anymore. Every time no. we do, something horrific happens. And then the company I was saying, thankfully, you didn't have to. No, correct. Uh, sure shit didn't buy this one. Uh, I do have a note here that just says, Medasia, for science. Um, yeah. I don't know what that means. It's Scott Steiner's valet chick, who is 75% vinyl. That is and gargantuan talent um, <laughs> speaking okay. of gargantuan talent we're going to segue right here into Sean Stasiak and Stacey Keebler versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Bam Bam Bigelow didn't just mail it in he couldn't be bothered to lick the stamp no. this thing was cash on delivery he is in a ring in body his spirit has left the building Yeah, Bam Bam I literally have a note that says Bam Bam looks like every deathmatch legend nowadays. Wow, yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. And it sucks, because, like, there were times in his career where Bam Bam was... Fuck, like, Bam Bam main evented at WrestleMania. He's great! Hard to believe, There's but, stuff yeah. in WCW that he does with the Jersey Triad. Yep. Not Triad at this time. They still don't sponsor us. No, that's still pretty 
good. I enjoy him as a person, but this is six minutes bell to bell of whatever. He was so good in ECW. That was, I, in my mind, that was his sure. peak, despite, like, yeah, you main evented a main and everything. Uh, one of my notes here just says, what an unbelievable life Stacy Keebler has led. Mm-hmm. You go from Baltimore Ravens cheerleader to Nitro Girl to Miss Hancock to Stacy Keebler to, at some point, dating George fucking Clooney. And now she's a mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, Stasiak. Meat. Sucked. Mecca meat. Then, now, forever. Also, what in God's great earth does Mecca of manhood mean? Because Mecca, by definition, is something that attracts people to it. Does he attract manhood? Are people attracted to his manhood? I think Regardless, it's I hate it. I hate to hear they're calling him Sean the Star Stasiak. I happen to highly enjoy the guy in the front row who mimicked fellatio directly to me. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Oh, I saw it, and it was hilarious. Uh, Also, I'm picking up on your refusal to refer to him as anything but meat. That's fine. But meat. Oh, yeah, this has been a thing already. Can people stop messaging me? You're just so popular. We get it. You're wanted. Uh, Fuck, dude, this, this was bad. The finish was bad. Uh... Stacy X dubbed over music here, which I think may have actually been his music, where it just had that weird voice saying, do it now, over and over again. Good God. What this, are we even doing? This match, speaking of what are we even doing. I'm getting heated. Was the third match in a row where there was a low blow where the ref's back was not fucking turned. Dude, like, you, okay, I'm not defending this at all. This is just a more of a, an indictment on it. None of these people back there are communicating with each other to be like, hey, we're doing a low blow. And they're sure as shit not telling the ref. They don't care if the ref looks stupid. They don't give a fuck about any of this. They're yeah. on a... These these assholes, if they if they had been like, yo, we're doing a low blow, can you not? Hey, ref, can you not see this low blow? Host, you're rearranging chairs on a ship that's going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Let's keep well, going. Then they had this segment that Meg alluded to earlier, where it was primetime kid Romeo putting on their belts. Then they hug, and then immediately separate, and they're like looking at each other, like, "We're yo, camera guy, we're not gay." Right? No, like, who uh, no, 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 no. I don't think it's that. I think it's that they they get them on, and they're just like, "We won, we won, we won." They're like super stoked and excited that yeah. they won. And then they're just like, "No, we're cool. We're cool." You didn't oh, see that. We're okay. cool. I think it's less... Early 2000s. I, definitely I, a gay joke. No, I don't think it is, because I think it was that they were just giddy, because, like, I, I don't think it was a no-homo moment. I think it was just a... Can't remember. Exciting uh, moment. Uh, then we go into this barn burner. Oh, man. Team Canada. Had team the... Canada comes out, and I'm like, fuck yes. Another and the next uh, team comes out. Another invasion callback, too. The team of Lance Storm and uh, Mike Awesome. The Awesome Storm! Mmm. Where was this... God damn it. Just over here printing money. Mike's Lance. Mm. Huh? I don't think that that works. Um, That's that's definitely a penis joke. that I I do have a note here that just says Meg is pissed. Uh, Yeah, whatever I did to deserve this match, I take it back. Conan can suck sand in space, okay? Like, this motherfucker... God damn it, I'm I'm getting heated now. At what point ever has Conan had a match that was even marginally north of acceptable? 
Conan because, wrestles like, like someone also, is just. Also, I think Braden might be shutting down now. You... He seems to be hung up on something. Like such sand. sand in space. Fuck Conan, that weird Ninja Turtle looking piece of shit. Like he just... wrestles like he's glitching. And also, if you're gonna wear pants that sag while you're in the ring, I don't specifically care. But don't make a part of your offense pulling up your own pants. He has to do it after every step he takes. God damn it. So does Casey. Yeah, but that's for a completely different and what I would call medically and scientifically baffling reason. Like, just... At some point in this match, there was a lukewarm tag because Conan's not good enough for a hot tag. No. And then I thought of a side note. My new wrestling name is Lukewarm. Oh, that's a good one. I'm still... Trying to hold it together from sucking span sand in space. <laughs> Spam in space might be even worse. It stands for stuff posing as meat. Oh my! Sean Stasiak. Um, I, I, I okay. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna make this confession on the air, and it's gonna get me a lot of flack coming from my left. At the time. At the time. I liked Hugh Morris. Mm. No, d- you have to stay. Good fun, guys. Get back in the chair. Like your phone is now on the ground. She's so angry. Like I, I, at the time I was a fan. He was a big dude and he could do a moonsault. Sorry, I don't know. And he had he had really good matches with Lance Storm, or maybe Lance Storm had those matches with him. I would venture to guess it's the latter. Uh, I did notice that Mike Awesome looking lean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this. Mm-hmm. Team Canada. Long story short, Team Canada is the only good part of this match. Easily. Three-fourths of this match are at least trying. And then there's Conan. <laughs> okay. I, I maintain Hugh is... Hugh Morris. Is that supposed to be humorous? Mm, what? Okay. Yeah. Humorous. What? I maintain that he is trying in this. And I thought the finish was solid. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's the running awesome ball. Yeah. Yeah. I'll accept it. Another, these fucking security cam segments. I didn't even write down the first one, but, but I I know this is the second one because it just says another security cam segment. It's Dusty and Dustin in their locker yes. room. Can I Where ask a Dusty dumb question? Rose, sure. Why were they doing the security cam slash Bagwell has a guy making a documentary bit when they would still do the invisible camera bits like on the same shows? Like, why are they trying to be like, this is why you're seeing this footage, but then there would still be times where it's just, hey, this is being filmed. This yeah, is better left to NASA. I don't have these answers. <laughs> Damn it. But Dusty Rhodes in this segment blatantly plans to shit yeah. in Flair's mouth. Mm-hmm. 240 burritos, by the way. I just, yeah, that's a thing. Then there was the next docu-segment. I must I have been them. very tired when I was writing my notes at this point, because this just says, Dusty's strategy is to shit on Flair's spice? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I yeah, got nothing. I don't know either. But then they had the next docu-segment, as I'm calling them. Sure. Buff Bagwell fucks up his own name. He yep. says, Buff Bagwell... <laughs> no. Could not yeah. say his own name. He says he screws it up somehow. Unbelievable. Yep. Buff Bagwell and wrestling coach dad Rob Recksteiner. That's right. Are you aware of this? Hmm? 
What is Rick Steiner's real name? Rob Rick Steiner. That it's is so correct. great. <laughs> Favorite thing I ever learned on something to wrestle with. Scott Rick Steiner. <laughs> so I just, oh, I love it. I want one of them to have a son named Rick. I want Rick Rick Steiner. I, I, that's I want, right. <laughs> I want someone to have one of them to have a son named Rod. Rod Rick Steiner. Oh, yeah. that actually yes. So, the first time I heard this talked about Rod. on something to wrestle with, uh, Conrad's <laughs> talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah, Rod Rick Steiner." And I'm like, "Why does he keep calling him Roderick Steiner? I don't understand." Amazing. <laughs> Rod Rick Steiner. I'm like, oh bless. Uh, okay, so our next match. Which I will say is one of the only things on this show that I was like pleasantly surprised by. Pause and rewind really quick. There's another segment in yes. this where Palumbo and O'Hare. Oh God, there's three. I've only got notes for one. No. Oh, there was that. This is the third segment in a row. Okay, he brought okay. down the chart this time. Uh, <laughs> O'Hare and my favorite hyperbole from this show. We would die for these belts. It's not that intense. Oh, I guys. do have a note here that says that I had Sean O'Hare's hair. At a similar time. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in those late 90s, early 2000s, I had that hair. Every guy had that hair. I was one of I every guy. Have, I didn't have any hair. Shut Stop up. It. <laughs> Are we on to match now, or is there another yes, segment there that I've forgotten? No, this is match okay. Shane Helms and Chavo Guerrero. You lost me at Chavo I, Guerrero. I wrote down Helms versus the worst Guerrero. That is correct. And that, that includes the gobbledygooker. You know what? Yes. Uh, I was a huge fan of Shane Helms at this point. Sugar Shane Helms post three count. I was all about it. Um, I loved, I, I made a note here. He had the best names for his moves. Nightmare on Helm Street. Awesome name for a move. Yeah. Verta Breaker is an awesome name yeah. for a move. Now you're putting over Shane Helms, but Tom, I've... I've heard you state that Chavo Guerrero is the best wrestler of all time. I've never said that, Meg. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that. Tom once told me that he wouldn't put Chavo Guerrero on a list of people called Chavo. <laughs> and I once took that a step further and said if I had to rank all of the living Guerreros, I would still put Eddie higher than Chavo. Uh, I don't want to watch Chavo Guerrero oh, wrestle. It's getting late early. But his dad bought me a Coke once. I mean, that's cool. Well, it ain't him. Like, dude... They try to do. Like, I'd the... rather watch flies fuck than watch Chavo have a match. Can you imagine with that, that like with a super zoomed in lens, so you can see everything happening? I don't even know how it does happen. Maybe exactly. they do it in the air. Shit, inform me, teach me. <laughs> uh, just they, don't bore me. Like <laughs> they try to do the jackknife cover into like the bridge out into like the power bottom sort of deal. Yeah, I think and she mentioned it this. Yeah, didn't work, and it was a hundred percent Chavo's fault. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I didn't even see it, and I know it was. But when that's pulled off, I'm always impressed. Oh, yeah. I've tried it before. Oh, it's, it's impossible. It's super difficult. It's impossible for me. Um, God damn it. Evidently, I have a one-track mind, because in one of my notes here, it says, Chavo could suck sand on a plane. Uh, <laughs> um, let's it. see. Chavo does do the regal stretch at some point, which kind of popped me a little bit here. Uh, the crowd does not give a shit. I... One of my notes is verbatim. Crowd is pretty quiet, as am I. <laughs> uh, did you see Shane Helms doing a slight variation of the old Ride the Lightning? Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. I did, because I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, this match is also oddly structured. This is another this one is... where I feel like they 
get close to the finish and then completely back off and then come back to it. Another person getting hucked out of the ring to hit the guardrail spot too. Did you time this spot. one? I did not. I I'm gonna be honest. When Chavo came out, I just stopped. The, yeah, the so, clock got slow. At some point, they do this thing where like the comeback sort of happens. They do the ride the lightning thing. Uh, goes for a strike and then gets caught in the backslide and then mm-hmm. they stay there for four solid seconds and then spins out into a neckbreaker. I audibly said, the fuck was that? Because <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what was going on. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do love, I don't know, the presentation of Shane Helms at this point, though, I still love. The Sugar Smack, Sugar Shane Helms, the, what they call the girls, Sugar, was it Sugar? Sugar Bears? Sugar, no. Somebody forgot to get the Golden Crisp. Uh, that was Sugar Bear. Uh, sugar, sugar Babies? No, is it sugar I babies? Don't... Sugar honeys? Sugar on sugar? Oh, let me Google it. You're literally going to Google what Shane Helms' dancing girls were called? Okie dokie then. Um, I even, did even enjoy the notes, finish. I, couldn't, I could not make sense of what the fuck that spot was. But um, the finish, yeah. Finish I loved. Vertebraker, otherwise known as Drake's Landing, otherwise known as the Cop Killer, otherwise known as the Kudomi Valentine. Otherwise known as breaking your toes. Otherwise known as breaking my goddamn toes every time. Um, awesome move. Scary as shit. Super dangerous. I'm glad nobody's, to my knowledge, currently doing it. Um, I I will... I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name because I will undoubtedly butcher it, but it was something, something Valentine that made it popular in Japan. Um, wrestlers that are listening to this, if you want to, like pillage moves and spots and sequences that nobody else is doing watch some like specifically 90s all japan uh women's wrestling or just 90s women's wrestling from japan in general anything that's yoshi stuff big yoshi um there's so much just incredibly innovative stuff that nobody does anymore uh there's small things that kenny omega does in almost every match that he's stolen from those matches it's crazy an untapped resource of things to rip off I'm really glad, though, that uh, Gregorica Shane Helms wins the Cruiserweight Championship. And congrats to him. Do you you Uh, get it? Yes. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Let's see. My next note here just says, Jeff Jarrett's one of the most prolific world champions of all time. And, oh, okay, because there was another, was there another promo here with Jeff and... Yeah, it was the fucking docu-segment again. God damn it. With the following camera, which I wrote once again... The amount of 2000 TNA in the 2009 TNA in this segment is physically painful. Everything like old is new again. And then after that, there's a Booker T interview, and my note here just says that he is the king of failed catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm curious. Do you guys have any other famously failed catchphrases that you like? Burna. Huh? His first segment or uh, segment? What? His first catchphrase was "Burn, baby, burn." And that did not happen. I've never heard him say those words in my life. He said it his first match and immediately abandoned it. Because it Good. was just awful. Good. Um, I hate, if you don't like me, bite me. Okay. From Rick Steiner. It drives me nuts. Uh, the big show, after going to the Fed, very briefly tried to get over. And that's the last word. Mm. And I, seems... I remember watching this, sitting at home, being like, that's hauntingly similar to the bottom line. <laughs> Stone yeah. Cold is on this show. What are you doing, Tall Paul? Like, just 
Anyways, he gets he Booker gets in all of his failed catchphrases here. Save the drama for your mama. Don't hate the play. Hate the game. I can't take. I'm gonna assume that he just said. Tell me he didn't just say that as well. Yeah, that one was yeah. Uh, Does anyone else remember when Booker tried to get over who as a combative to Austin's what? Nope. No. (laughs) My statement stands. I'm gonna leave that silence in because I think that's (laughs) for for comedy. Uh, So um. How are, I wrote down, how are there any time for matches with all these goddamn segments? Bro, nobody pays to watch wrestlers wrestle. They only pay to see the segments and the swerves, bro. Mm, that was good. Uh, the reason, I don't know if Russo was there at this time. I'm sorry, go on. Uh, all these segments are the reason the main event is 16 minutes long. Yeesh. The opener and the main event are almost the same amount of length, and... Opposite ends of the spectrum of quality. So, I wrote down here, I don't know if this was dubbed over or not, I couldn't tell. I probably could tell if I watched it back, but I didn't pay attention at the time. I wrote down, Bagwell's theme might be worse than the world of Sylvan. It's probably a dubbed over theme, I bet. And or does it start with and just... it's awful. Buff Daddy! Oh, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'd have to okay. look it up again. I don't. But, I don't think it was his usual music. Yeah, it probably was, dubbed. I bet Bozo did the dub. It's definitely worse than World of Sylvan, whatever they used. Hot take. But is it worse than Lex Luger's promo? Because that shit that is, is rough crossing. It is okay. Woof. Sorry. Hang on, because I know what match is next, and I was like, "There's no way I fever dreamed this other match. It's later." And then I thought to myself, "There's no way that that match is on later in the card." I was wrong. We'll come back. I'll make it make sense here in a bit. Coming up next, though, we have a heel-on-heel tag match. Lex Luger and Bagwell. Or as he calls himself, what was it? Buff Bagel? Buff Bagel? Just a Beagle. Just a Beagle. Well, he says it right in this promo. It was earlier when he said Buff Bagwell. So it's the theme of Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare against... Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell. Unless you're Lex, unless you're Lex Luger, in which they are Chuck O'Hare and Sean Palumbo. But then they correct that, and I was like, okay, that's an actual joke. I think that that. No, I fully believe no. Luger fucks it up. That whole promo is rickety. That fuck up is too pure and smooth to be in t- to be a fuck up by Lex Luger. When Lex Luger fucks up, it's horrific. No, because and it's his not like. Are too tight too. It's not like, huh? You mean whatever? Like. You, it, Buff Bagwell literally is like, it's the other way around. He's like, oh, whatever. No, I this is like old man that, who can't I, care. I still think that that was like a planned deal. Uh-uh. Huh. Uh-uh. I don't know. That uh, thing is too rickety for it to be any See, I think it's coherent. too smooth to be a fuck-up. Um, okay, regardless. The theme I the preferred theme. I preferred the team of O'Hare and Jindrak. Correct. I didn't give a shit about Chuck Palumbo. Mm. This is the second or third time I think he's been mentioned on this program. And I'm going to say it again. Program. Program. Fuck a Chuck. <laughs> the only Chuck I like in wrestling is Taylor. Okay. And... There was a guy in Michigan who was Chuck Wagon. Great name. Don't know him. Can't judge him. He was a good dude. So, the theme that they use for Sean Palumbo does not fit them. No. At all. It's probably dubbed over too, but their it's alliance maybe. music is better. <laughs> yes, and the match. The promo's longer than the match. Honestly, this is one of the only things in the show that I liked. I loved this match. Stop it! 
I, 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 I'm with him on this. I am offended. What was the point? Was it to make O'Hare and Palumbo look strong? Yeah. Or did they just want to lay down and get paid and go home? Be- I hate I'll this go with, match. I'll go with both. I don't care. I, thought I it was think it's great. the best match I've ever seen Luger have. <laughs> I think it's the best match I've seen Bagwell have, for that matter. I am turning the page. I, I Here I am. Great. No, I like legit. I I dug it too. Like, when, when if nothing happened. else, it's the only thing on the card like this. Like, everyone else is knocked down, drag out for fucking ever having these matches, and then Palumbo and O'Hare just steamroll these guys. And I was like, but not even in awesome. a fun way. I thought it was. I had fun. a great time. I I also enjoyed. I loved I loved Luger being so incompetent that he can neither position himself correctly for someone coming off the top rope, or Get the fuck out of the way when the guy's coming off the top rope from the opposite direction. Legit oh, yeah. has to be bumped and dragged to where he needs to be. Because either he's at that level of don't give a fuck, where fuck it, land on me. Fuck it, land on me again. That's not what he sounded like. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, <laughs> or he's just that level of incompetent where Palumbo had to be like, come over here, Alex. Get was, out of the way, Alex. I was blown away when the three count hit. In the best way. Same, honestly. I, I had no memory of this. Yeah, me neither. I also, for some reason, I hated that Bagwell, like, stayed down as long as he did. <laughs> well, I get that, okay, so I get that they were like, oh, he has a history of neck injuries, he has a history of concussions, like, they played it up on commentary. That's one thing that I don't think Shivani will ever get credit for, is when there are awkward silences or weird things happen, he tries very, very hard to give it some sort of point and purpose, um... So they do try to play it up like, oh, you know, he's been hurt in the past. You know, that that swanton and the whatever the hell really put a hurting on him. But also, I don't care for Buff Bagwell. I don't care for this match. Uh, the, my last note on this just, it's supposed to be two separate things, but there's no punctuation. So it just says, wild squash is on sale. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's solve. Okay. So this next match is the one where a, a minute or two ago I was like, oh wait, there's no way that match went on later than this tag match. I was wrong. Because coming up next we've got Chris Canyon. Who better? Now Tom, I was going to say, now Tom, who who is better than Canyon? You know, I've thought long and hard. Because I asked you this a couple a couple weeks ago. or I still haven't gotten my results back, so I can't give you an answer. Uh, I'm, I'll try again next time. Good the deal. lab is behind. Uh, versus versus Ernie the Feline Miller. Uh, I I did hate that Kenya's music was dubbed over here because I pointed this out to her. His music at the time was like a sound like to Glycerine by Bush. Mm. Great song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this is a match. Uh, I do have a question though. Mm-hmm. Has anybody informed Ernest Mama yet? Oh man. Okay. You want to talk about something that's been used to death. Ernest the Cat Miller. Okay, the... the Somebody call my mama music. Yeah. Was Ernest, quote, the cat, in quote, Miller's so long before it was ever Brodus Clay's and then I think Naomi kept it for a bit after that. And I think Vince sang it one time when he was feuding with God. Oh my God. Or at least danced to it. I could be wrong. I'm not saying this didn't happen. I'm saying it probably did, and I would love to see it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, like, also, hey, cat, nice gear, who shot the couch? Like, what are you fucking wearing, man? Like, I love Canyon, though. Yeah. I, oh, sorry, man. I just want to say the worst Boston crab I've ever seen. And that is all. Canyon puts no Ernie, Ernest? No, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's... Canyon, innovative I don't even offense. think it could be technically classified as a hold. <laughs> More of a mold. Oh! <laughs> uh, I don't know, this was just kind of there. This match was also fucking long. <laughs> Needlessly. Ernest was not good. The only thing that he had was that cool kick, and he did it twice. Yeah, he sure did, and I don't think Old Canyon put a hand up on either of them. No. Nope. nope. Uh, for Cat being a shoot karate champion, I don't ever believe anything he does in the ring. I'm convinced I could push him down. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, way to put it, but okay. Just, alright, let's just get past... Oh, uh, by the way, Canyon's uh, gear logo, which has been greatly discussed between me and Meg. It's not a squid. It's some sort of a bird trident thing. And, in a weird swerve, it, that logo is an emoji. It's on your phone right now. Huh? It's a trident. Yeah. Okay. And it's a shoot thing, so it's an emoji. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. So, then we had another fucking documentary promo. I stopped writing down the details. This is just this says... One where... Go this ahead. Is the one where... Uh, uh, Bagwell's randomly knocked out in the back and it's like, yeah. oh no! What has happened here? <laughs> because he hasn't gotten his ass beat bad enough. <laughs> He's gotta be just laying face down. Because this is when like Animal and Luger are just talking about who did this over his lifeless body and they're not getting him any help. Yeah. It's the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man thing while Buffwell Buffwell <laughs> See? <laughs> While Buffwell, while Buffwell is just laying there slowly dying. <laughs> Buffwell? Bag oh. Buffwell. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, my note on this next thing just... Uh, uh, there had to have been another segment here also with uh, Dusty and Dustin. Yeah. Yes, uh, because I wrote, they're so gonna shit on Ric Flair, <laughs> This just says Dusty's fart-based offense. Yeah, that's his whole plan. Because they allude that he's eaten 40 burritos or something. 240 burritos. 240 burritos in less than an hour. Or, you know what, just at all. I bet you I could eat 240 burritos before this show fucking ends. You're probably not wrong, honestly. Because I wrote down, this show feels like three Monday Night Raws. And you could it's get those burritos from our good friends at Chipotle, who do not sponsor this show, but maybe someday they will. If you're hearing me, John Chipotle, we got you. Uh. <laughs> this next match. Yeah. Booker and Rick Steiner for the U.S. title. My first note just says I don't care. <laughs> I I have several. I got very tired. I think I actually finished the show today. Um, oh, man. I feel like they tried to make Rick just as cool as Scott, and you can't do that in this time period. Also, um, if there's any filmmakers out there, documentarians, I need a Ken Burns depth, seven hours long, introspective on how we got... From 90s school picture backdrop wherein Scott Steiner teaming with Rick Steiner, the Steiner brothers, to genetic freak 
Scott Steiner. I need to know what that transition looked like mentally, physically, emotionally. I need a 14-part series have that you ever, nobody will provide to me. Have you ever seen the clips or even the full thing of his, like, workout home Where videos? Where he's bench-pressing girls? Oh, yeah. Like, two girls? Uh, human human yes. women. He's doing curls with a car axle at one point. Just, this is the car I didn't like. And I'm, I'm like, pr- And I'm pretty dokey. sure part of the the workout video is him talking about how to do that and then him being like, I'm not going to go be a stallion in the bedroom. Like, it's really strange. I'm also pretty sure at some point in those workout videos he says that you absolutely need to work out until it hurts and until your body goes into complete failure. If you told me that's what he did every, every day, day, I'd believe every day. you. Every day, I, I do too. inject horse testosterone directly into his heart. He drinks shark blood. That may not be true. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was the silence there. I was like, oh, they might buy that. Um, so, Booker T. But Rick, though. How does Booker T always make a face like he can't believe he's going to beat the shit out of someone? <laughs> and he's always like, and then he, like, is, like, I can't. <laughs> Booker is the only one working in this match, though. That is uh, true. One he of my notes. Nifty little up and over sunset. Oh, yeah. The, into the, I always called that the Jack Briscoe, and then it became the Booker T. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the axe kick at one point in this, and Shivani just says, he's renamed that, that's the Ghetto Blaster. And I got Ooh. heated. Heated. Oh. That's not the Ghetto Blaster. Bad News Browns is NZ goddamn Gurry was the Ghetto Blaster. Also... You're thinking of Coco Beware's Brain Buster. That was the Ghost Buster. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Go on. Uh, Rick Steiner bends approximately three degrees in order for <laughs> Booker oh, T. Yeah. Three degrees. I, like, dude, he at this point... down. If you look at Rick Steiner in this match, it looks like his workout regimen is wake up and have biscuits and gravy, do arm curls and triceps, and then go back to bed. Like, his arms are big as shit, and the rest of him just looks like a fucking potato. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying that with confidence he'll never hear this. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, Shane Douglas, why? Weird finish. A weird yeah. sell on that um, run-in, too, because Shane runs in, climbs up the ropes behind Rick, hits Rick in the back of the head with his cast, and fees a... You would think, logically, that Rick is going to fall forward and whatever. Rick hops down, stumbles, feeds around, tilts his head slightly, Wait, axe kick. It's, it's, no, no. Yeah? It, it, no, it's, yeah. it's worse than that. It's worse than that. He, he gets bopped by the cast, stumbles, hops down off the, the buckles, is selling it, still throws at Booker. Booker catches him in the, the bookend. Yeah, it's the bookend finish. The axe kick is earlier. I had to rewind it for something, so I may just be jumping back and forth. I th- no, I think you're just conflating the two spots. But, like, the thing... You're right in everything you said, except that it's not the axe kick, it's the bookend. But the thing that amplifies your point is he hit gets hit with the cast, kind of just, like, comes down off the buckle like, oh, damn it. And he's still cognizant enough after being struck with this thing to swing yeah, at Booker. He's right. still on the offensive. Yeah. And it's- gets caught and, and planted with the poor man's rock bottom, and then that's that. And then Booker both wins the title and gets a shot at whoever wins the main event? Correct. Uh, that match was on the show. The end of WCW, like the end of Nitro, Booker is world heavyweight and U.S. champ. So he takes the belt to the Fed? Correct. Okay, that answers a question I have later. Because so. he dropped, Steiner drops it to Booker, I 
it's on the last Nitro. It might actually be the last match. If it's not... Okay, I'm, I might be... The last Nitro, the last match is either one of these two things. Because they both happen on that show. I just can't remember which one goes on last. It's either Booker versus Steiner, and Booker wins the world title and has the U.S. belt. Or it's Sting and Flair. Both of these things happen on that last Nitro. I just cannot remember which one closed the show. Hmm. Hold it down. Okay. So now we have Dusty and Dustin, which I'm calling Dustin with a Y. Okay. That is their tag name. Uh, versus Flair and Jarrett, otherwise known as Flarit. I like it. Yeah. That is... That is I overheard name. everything. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Th- those are my tag names for them. Flarit. This this match is a little hokey. Yeah. But I liked it for how silly it is. And this this and... and bear with me here, guys. I'm sorry. DDP versus Steiner are probably my two favorite matches on the card just because everybody in these matches showed up. Crowd sure as shit comes up for Flair and Dusty. Which you're going to. Like I but I, I mean you would of course I expect that. But like watching it back this time I was still like in a good way surprised because I was like it's two thousand and one. You know what I mean? Like these guys haven't really been rivals for at this point fifteen years. Yeah. And they still come unglued just for the two of them being in the ring together. Uh, also, we talked, uh, we're a little bit further ahead, but I would also like to state that uh, Jeff Jarrett's theme is dubbed over. Because at this point he had this badass Kid Rock Cowboy sound-alike theme mm-hmm. that was badass. Uh, anyways, I, I like this match. I thought it was very Memphis. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all. At one point, Dustin just grabs his hog. Yeah, he'll do that. Yeah. And then Flair does it too. Mm-hmm. A lot of hog grabbing for no reason. Um. Uh, so, I have a qualm with this match. Mm. So a qualm, at the end, so. no, no one kissed an ass. Didn't Dusty kind of rub his butt it's, on Flair? It's like no, no, he rubs his on Jarrett. On Jarrett in the corner. It's like a stink but face. It's not, ba- yeah. it's not bare. Well, cause okay, cause... and there was no lip contact. I was promised an ass kissing, and I did not get it. <laughs> you know what? You make a fair point. I'm sure they'll give you a refund. Um, I I'm not positive, but I could have sworn that the next night on Raw there was a segment where they basically called this out, and Dusty had a literal jackass that he was gonna like shove Flair into, okay. like he like he would enter the mule. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, um, I I know for certain I have some vague memory of Dusty Rhodes with an actual jackass. I want to say it said "flare pucker up" in like magic marker on its butt. I don't like the phrase "enter the mule." <laughs> you shouldn't. I I said it specifically to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it worked. Not just enter the void, the mule, mm. <laughs> and not just the movie starring Clint Eastwood, also titled "The Mule." It's a good movie. It is. Uh, if you told me, one, I think Dusty Rhodes was probably really fun to hang out with in real life. Mm-hmm. He seems like he was just a genuinely fun dude to be around. And you can tell he likes getting a rise out of his kids. Because at one point he's just standing there after the match and his pants are around his ankles and he's just standing there in his underwear and Dustin just comes over and is like, Dad, and like pulls up his pants. I, <laughs> I did have a note in here too. 
so like watching this, I was like, man, Dustin Rhodes is moving in this match. Always. And is still, we are here now 20 years later. And at this point in 01, he's like a 15 year vet. It's, it's astounding to me. But one of my notes just said, imagine being the son of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And getting into the same line of work. And, like, I know that, like, people now, like, actual wrestling fans understand and appreciate just how fucking good Dustin Rhodes is and has been. Yeah. But I think it sucks that casual fans are never going to get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think that Gold Dust was both the best and worst thing for him. Yeah. I, I think that that's a double-edged sword for sure. Yeah. I think that right now he's better than he's ever been. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, like, watching that this match, I was like, it's crazy to me how gifted that guy has been. And he's a big fucking dude, too. So, yeah. So, so both of them, Dustin and Cody, mm-hmm. are talented workers, and the... And I guess it wouldn't be the... Okay, so Cody did go to lengths to separate himself from Dusty. He mm-hmm. was very much, I do not want to be seen as Dusty Rhodes' son, and that's how my name gets in the door. He's like, I want to get in there on my own merit. Gold Dust is the furthest thing away... Correct. ...from Dusty that he could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And then in this time frame, uh, Cody, I think, before Dusty passed and after, they definitely embraced it. Because yeah. Dustin, you could tell, was son of a son of a plumber, like grandson of son of a son of a plumber. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Russell just ah oh, pop, come on, like you know they they embraced it, but that's a huge legacy to live up to. But also on the same hand, they've built their own in such um uh, what's the word I want here? Decidedly mm. different ways. Oh, for sure. Like I like. When I say that Goldust was a double-edged sword, what I mean is that, like, nobody could have pulled that character off but Dustin Rhodes. Correct. Not a doubt in my mind. And for that matter, he stuck with it far longer than I think anybody thought he would. Evolved it, changed it, everything else. Like, that's, like, to me, he's one of those, like, the ultimate, we're going to give you something, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to make it work. The only, (laughs) the only uh, example of the contrary being Seven Got me out here dressed like Uncle Fester. Uh. However, and I, I will always praise AEW for this. I'll praise Shivani for this. They mentioned it on AEW one day. It was just a deep, deep pull. I forget who was shitting on the Rhodes Brothers, and somebody brought it up. Who was it? Well, weren't they talking about, like, in, if he joined the Dark Order, he would be, He'd be, num- number seven. He would be number seven. Yeah. I was like, y'all are just so good at what you do. Uh, he was Black Rain in TNA. Mm-hmm. And that... Yeah. What? what? Electrocuted and got Tourette's. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> so talk about... Are we... Did we finish with this match? I'm done. Yes. Okay. I, I just didn't want to... Speaking of phoning it in, even Michael Buffer's fucking phoning it in. Dude, I hate Michael Buffer's WCW intros. Four minutes of entrances. It's <laughs> fucking absurd. You know who gets four minutes of entrance? Taker. That's it. And Kevin Thorne when he came to Dreamwave. Yes. That I wasn't there for that. Is but yes. 20 feet long and he fucking took five whole minutes. Do you guys notice that fucking Michael Buffer is like reading the exposition of the characters and how we got to these matches during these intros? And Some of them are worse than others. Oh yeah, they are. 
This one, his introductions are pretty short, but like DDP milks it through the crowd. Uh, Rick milks it with Medasia, you know. There's like, there's times where he'll, like, Michael Buffer will legit be like, the challenger tonight, standing six foot three and 243 pounds from the Jersey Shore. The master of the diamond cutter, a former member of the Jersey Triad, two time world champion. He used to be. He used to be a manager. He enjoys a good rom-com. A man who's known not for microwaving, rather for broiling. Like, just goes on and on. He got here tonight by winning a handful of matches on Thunder. And also by a Honda Civic. <laughs> like, just... He's long overdue for an oil change in said car. Like, just shut the fuck up like, and say get ready to rumble and go the fuck home, Mike. I understand if it is, like, the... If you have built for three years to flare and sting or something, and it's this is it, and this is the the match, like I get that, but I'm like, dude, it's Steiner. Wrestling's and only living legend, the leader of the NWO, the world heavyweight champion, a man who has fucked over Vince McMahon several times, a man who now has a very high paying contract. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And they don't even need the filler. We've got 20 minutes left Hate on it. this match, and you used four minutes for entrances. Also, all right, one of my other notes here says, old Mike be announcing Steiner at 6'2". Bullshit. <laughs> I'll take a shit that is six foot and two inches before Scott Steiner will have ever stood six foot and two inches. <laughs> I've been in the same room as the guy. He is on a hot day 5'9". Oh, wow. Shit is ridiculous. Like, they used to build Kurt Angle as, like, 6'1". Eh, eh. No, yeah, no. <laughs> nice stone cold there. Thank you. Like, I, I get it that it's wrestling and you gotta, like, over-amplify everybody, but, like, th- like, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, and I know that there's a difference between, like, oh, take her 6'10", and they build him at 7 feet. Sure, you know what? Because if I stand next to somebody that big, I'm gonna be like, fuck, he was a mile tall. Right. But, like, these are... Not super tall guys. They don't need to be super tall guys. Just shut the fuck up. That being said. Yes. This match pissed me off. Go. <laughs> Fucking. So. Falls count anywhere, right? Am I wrong? Did they just fuck that up? I think that's they, what it they've is. They've been counting pins on the outside during the beginning. Which, first of all, very young Paul London in the front row. Is that who, really? who it was? Yeah, it was it if was not, Paul it's a London. doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't see this at all. Sure Clear plant London. in the corner. Huh. Yeah. Oh, um, one, he was working. Yeah. Yeah. But they're fucking, they're doing their shit, going through tables, whatever <laughs> the fuck. And all of a sudden, they're back in the ring. Yeah. Rope break. And I'm like, okay, so where's your line here? There should not be rope breaks in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And now, all of a sudden... They're getting the refs back turned to hit each other with weapons. And I'm like... Who cares? You've already hit each other with weapons in front of the ref. What are you right. worrying about the ref's back now? Even through this show. Six low blows, by the way. There was a sixth one in this We should have had a show. low blow counter. Where were you on that? Well, right. the, the, that, this one was the sixth one. Chick, 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 chick. There, six. There it is. Um, you can't see it because it's an audio medium. I had to count those on my fingers. You spent a lot of the budget on the pull-down thing for invasion. <laughs> uh... I did not like this match. I hated it. <laughs> I wish it had the the whole pay per view had the energy of this match. I felt like there were 
act- people actually cared about the stakes does, here. Does DDP hit the cutter in this? Because that's like his whole promo and the whole bit. If I had watched this match first, I might have liked it. Fair. At this point, we're like, we need to get to yeah, the end of this. I can, I can give you that. Um, also, I'm pretty sure DDP gets hard weight at some point in this. Uh, a belt shot. So yeah, that's what it was. Because you can, you can kind of hear him say something because it's like belt shot and then there's a pin. And I, I rewound it because I couldn't make it out. But I swear to it, God, he says something like, I'm okay, brother. Like, it catches I don't know him, why that's my DDP. It's it not catches him, him between the hairline and the eyebrow. Yeah. yeah. And it is a gusher. Like, he is a oh, mess. Yeah. But anything in the face and the hairline. I, I did make game. a note, though, that I said that I thought these guys were trying. Yeah. I just don't think it was there. I don't think they had, like, very good chemistry. I To be fair, at this point especially, I don't think a lot of people had chemistry with Steiner. No. I, yeah. I, I don't have anything. Well, I, I have one positive thing. One right. of my notes just says, good falsy. On what? I don't even remember. Cool. <laughs> I just put, I just put that. I was so distracted at this point by how fucking stupid the rules were and how crooked the line of what goes and doesn't go was. I once heard somebody try to tell me that the reason to cheat behind the ref's back, even when you're in a match where it's legal, is because it just gets more heat from the crowd. And I'm like, I disagree with that. I think that it's insulting to the crowd. Yeah. I think the crowd is sitting there like, what the fuck, you idiot? Like, who cares? Yeah. Kick that guy in the dick and stomp on his eye. Like, <laughs> the ref can't do a goddamn thing exactly. about it. Um, I wrote down, too, that DDP is a three-time champ by this point. Correct. Um, if you ever want a really fun rabbit hole to go down, I need you to look up the lineage of this belt. Hey, that fan stopped. Uh, oh, and, check, and check how many times this title is held in abeyance. Dude. It is vacated... So, it, it is, it's baffling. That may also be like a bonus episode we do at some point. Because one night, me and her were sitting up watching WCW. I was getting into some cans. I was like, I wonder. And I looked it up on Wikipedia and just, by the end of this thing, dude, we were howling with laughter. I It was just me reading the lineage of the WCW title. It changes hands more times than a bad penny. Like, it is just constant. It's shocking honestly um anything else on this no because it ends I, yeah i mean this match, <laughs> but like... oh. <laughs> high point of the show that it ends dark dark comment there uh i'm just gonna i'm gonna sum this up my thoughts on this show by reading my notes verbatim this show feels like sixty-five thousand seven hundred forty-two seconds long which is about 18 hours if you're wondering I knew you did the match. It only went downhill from the start. <laughs> it was a chore to watch. I hated every bit of it. Fuck this show. Thumbs down. You know what? I uh, couldn't have put it better. I like bad <laughs> WCW. I will watch... You people have seen my Snapchat. You know I enjoy any of this. Um, this one just felt so mailed in. And the complete lack of crowd did not help. It felt like it was just a random show at a random time that nobody really cared about. And you could feel that nobody cared about it. How crazy is it to think that in 2002, yeah, 2002 I think is when Ring of Honor started. Mm -hmm. And they would go on to draw more people at 
a handful of crap, a handful of events than WCW did for their last pay per view. Like it's just the show's a bummer. I don't even uh, think it's phoned in. It's it's not even mailed in. It's like eighteen hundreds messenger on horseback before the telegraph in the Pony Express. Sure, yeah. It's on a carrier pigeon, and the pigeon got yeah. lost. Yeah. WCW, stop the opener. They do too much. Stop. You the show goes down the hill. Stop. Could just left it at WCW. Stop. Fair. Um, <laughs> the people who are attempting to work and are attempting to give their all to the show do shine and then you've got rick steiner you've got sorry i was just remembering booker t can't believe he's about to beat someone's ass like you'll never not see it now <laughs> no i won't i got all excited to do this show too because i do love crappy wcw <laughs> to any of you who know my love i go by the weirdest uh screen cap that they use for the show description on the network, so that's how I pick these shows arbitrarily. Okay. Um, I won't revisit this one. This was a bad one. Um, it's a black day for wrestling. <laughs> it truly is a dark day in our proud and great history. But it makes me want to watch the 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 go home thunder to this and the nitro after. Dude, it's gotta be. It's gotta look like a, a, a fucking Tim Burton movie played upside down. Like, there's no way. Like, it's gonna upside be... Upside down like that Goldberg sign earlier. Burger! <laughs> uh, like, the streak. 371. Oh, 371. Um, I was trying oh, to man. invert the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I got you. I damn got it. You. Who was it? Tatanka? Tatanka. Tatanka was talking about how his streak is actually longer than Goldberg's? Yeah, because he was undefeated for like three years and wrestling a much busier schedule. Yes! I saw this. I was like, he claims what? to be like a thousand and oh. Because he was like, I was working 500 times a year, brother, and I was undefeated. And I was like, tell me more. This was a thing. Yes, I'm yeah. aware. Like, I get it. Okay. That's um, cool. On that note, anything else, guys? No. Nope, I said my piece. Yeah, anything we can to leave plug this. or hype or anything? I don't think so. Watch his owl live on IWTV. Hey, there you go. Hey, yes. look at us. January twenty third. Yep. Uh, Assuming this comes out before then, but yes. Well, it, if and not, if not, watch it. watch it retroactively. Correct. It should. It's the rare reverse plug. If you're near Deer Grove, it should come out three days before. Exactly. So. Somebody's going to listen to this on, like, the 30th and be like, Ah, oh, I was just in Deer Grove. No, I'm we'll kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm we'll referencing something else. Yes. Also, can we go back to the last episode that I was on? Maybe. Did reference something? So I thought about this as... I, I listened back to the episode. Remember how we were talking about shots of the building? How establishing shots of the building? Who yes. cares? Think about it. You're a kid in, like, near Dayton, Ohio, and you've just gotten into wrestling, and you didn't know that they come to the Gund Arena? Okay. You're so excited, because you're like, wow, we could go to the Gund Arena and see this. Yeah, all right, fine. So it's purposeful. And it would give me a reason to say the word Gund. Um, It's a teddy bear brand, I believe. But he's not going to be able to go to that show. No, but but they'll tell you when they're coming next time, because they used to do that. They used to be like... Tuesday, we're in Valparaiso. Friday night, SmackDown. We're in Lafayette, Indiana. Monday, we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that shit was fun. Gotta tell you, I feel like I'm being gunned down over Mm. this. Anyways. All right, guys. Have a good night. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for having me again. You're always welcome here. Can we do a good WCW? (gasps) No, No, we can't. I have a We fundamentally can't. (laughs) We don't exist. Ziggler laugh. Um... No, I actually have one that I want to pitch to you off air on what I want to do and a co-host. 
Perfect. So. I guess I'll just fuck myself then. All we'll right. Anyways. Uh, enjoy your evening, your day, your morning, whatever time frame it may be. For Brayden, I am Tom. I am Meg. We'll see you next time on What Are We Even Doing? I really hope this works. Oh, I had to click first. Okay, yeah. we got it. You're leaving that in. Oh, yeah, you're right. What the fuck, man? Stop. What are we in?